Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach Al Gross with Derek Kennard. Welcome from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and Coach Al Gross. Man, we had one heck of a week this past weekend with the playoffs going into action. And, oh, my goodness, we had some good ones. Uh, you know, uh, starting off on Saturday, we had Green Bay against Atlanta. And uh, Green Bay just dismantled all my my thoughts of me drinking that Atlanta Kool-Aid. They didn't drink the Kool-Aid either. It doesn't seem like the Green Bay Packers drank the Atlanta uh, Falcon Kool-Aid. Uh, Atlanta, you know, I think this is a prime example of a quarterback getting into the playoffs for the first time and not really being uh, able to handle that big stage along with the, the, a great, a good effort by the Green Bay Packers. Well, this is not his first time. He's been around a few years. He was been in the past couple of times with against the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Matt Ryan, yes sir, yes sir. He no, was. You're talking uh, about uh, the guy from the from the Packers. We're talking about Matt Ryan, okay. the quarterback for the Falcons. Man, I tell you what, you know, this is this was a one hell. You know it. Goliath, the the little boy fighting Goliath, and that's uh, what it what it looked like to, to me. And uh, they was fighting an uphill battle from the moment on, from the from the from the sound of the bell, big fella. Now, big fella, you know, as I said, you got to watch the matchups. And when I look at what Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons do really well, and that's throw the Roddy White. They they singled him up with Charles Woodson. Yes, they did. And then they made sure they kept Michael Turner from getting going, and they put the pressure on third down on their quarterback. And when you got uh, Clay Matthews and the speedy linebackers and Don Capers controlling that defense, uh, they just put a good old-fashioned on uh, those Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yes, they did, Coach. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it is going to lead us into a really good matchup next week with with Green Bay facing Chicago. And I want to talk more about that on our next segment. But right now I want to move along to this Chicago and Seattle game. Again, once again, another uh, Samson and Goliath type of uh, situation with Chicago just thumping the heck out of Seattle and uh you know two uh 
too little, too late at the end with uh, you know the the uh, 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 Pete Carroll pulling his shenanigans at the end with those <laughs> <laughs> onside kicks and all those uh, little, little little things that they try to do to to spruce the game. But uh, it was uh, it was a beat down. Uh, the indi- the score did not indicate the how how badly it was they were beat. So that's the, that's my take on that one. What's your take on it, Coach? Well, Green Day, you know, they go into Chicago. Chicago is uh, a home team, and, uh, you know, they put the, the ground game on them, and they, they put them in situations where, you know, they had to make plays. 12 o'clock, the slipper fell off. Uh, Cinderella woke up, <laughs> and we saw the Seattle Seahawks just just not have enough uh, to handle the, that weather and going on the road for a second week. Yes, sir. Now you know. Um, I'm going to backtrack against this 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 uh, Baltimore Pittsburgh game. I think that was that that along with that Jet game was the best two games of the of the playoffs thus far. Like you said, it was a bloodbath, a heavyweight fight. Yes, it was two tested veteran football teams, and they exemplified to me what playoff football is all about. In the cold, just line it up. And let's see who's the last man standing after all the smoke clears and the feathers fly and and everything, the fur flies. We saw the Pittsburgh Steelers pull that out. But, DK, I got to say the officials, you know, they made some calls there that are very, very questionable. Uh, The holding on a running player, and you call defensive holding on third down, which would – Caused the the Pittsburgh Steelers to have to kick a field goal. They get first and ten. They go on and score. And then uh, you have to also look at the fact that Anquan Bolden he had yeah. a touchdown that he dropped. And then the holding call on the kick return, which I personally didn't think it was a hold. <laughs> but you know the officials, Marty Schottenheimer used to always tell us, don't put the officials in a position to make the play make the call to decide the game and that and I think that's had a lot to do with that football game. Yes it did. You know uh with with the Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers um allowing Baltimore to have some opportunities to make plays such as Anquan Bolden and uh, what is this uh, the other receiver who's Manzana who's, who's your mama who's your mama <laughs> <laughs> TJ, who's your mama? Yeah, well, you know, they they all had opportunities to make some really big plays wide open, and they dropped the ball and missed out on some opportunities to help move the chains in key situations. So this puts the the burden on those fellas on the offensive side of the ball, and I heard some discourse with which uh, Ray Lewis at the end of the game on his press conference, he's mentioned about how the defense made a ton of plays and put the offense in key situations and uh, in, in, in good situations. And they, they just did not come through on their side of the ball. You know, that has a tendency to divide a team when you have a team leader such as a Ray Lewis for 15 years to make a statement like that on national TV uh that uh, that have a tendency to to uh, really cause a discourse among the my teammates and uh I'm not sure how this all going bold with uh on the off season and how they're going to patch all this up and 
and kissing makeup and all water under the bridge, it's going to be tough. Well, they're going to have to because I, I believe Ray Lewis is going to come back along with those players that he mentioned. But sometimes you have to hold other people accountable. You don't want to divide the team. Had this been another game or or with few, with more games going on, I think it would have had more damage like you're talking about. But since it was the last game and you got the off season, and let's call it what it was. Ray Rice didn't play well. Uh, Hoosman Zada, you know, dropped his ball, and 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 Anquan Bolden did drop that touchdown. So you know the defense played well enough for them to win, but they didn't win. And then you can also point to the defense, third and nineteen, third and nineteen, and you give up a long bomb to put the Steelers down there in the first place. So the the blame goes on both sides of the football, if you ask me. I agree, but you know when you uh, put things in the uh, in the text that you just did, uh, such as me taking it, uh, such as um, what is it you just mentioned that uh, this, the off season is upon them. There's uh, this if, we, if they had more games ahead of them, you know I take that. Uh, I, I would have took an offense to that maybe if we had some more games to play. And yes, I do believe you have to hold some people accountable in that locker room that did not come in on this side of the ball when it came time to make plays. A lot of people making a lot of money on that side of the ball. That is, uh, they, didn't, they didn't show up yesterday during a, during a pivotal game in the playoffs. Yeah, that's the big plays. The big plays, you count on your playmakers, and they didn't make the plays. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but you know what, man? That uh, that game, uh, that game right there is going to be the one that determines, possibly determines, the Super Bowl winner. That's going to bring us down oh, to yeah. the. That's going to bring us down to that uh, the end segment when we talk about. Who's your pick, baby? Who's my pick? I'm still <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't got, give it to now, me now. No, we still got that Jets in the New England game that we we got to talk about. Yes, we uh, do. We got and, four minutes left. We better and, better and, get on it. And as fella. far as uh, that was a, a masterpiece because I'm not a New England Patriot fan. I don't like. Matter of fact, I don't even like the New England Patriots. Uh, but. We like to see the Jets come in there talking the talk and then <laughs> and walking walk the walk. walk. walk and, and, when you, walk. and when you can talk it and walk it and, and you can knock Tom Brady down and, and beat him up a little bit and watch him turn into a normal quarterback because no matter how great you want them to believe, want to believe guys are, when they get hit by those 300, 280-pound guys coming with a full head of steam, you're going to start throwing the ball. You're human. You're going to start throwing the ball into the ground. You're going to miss receivers and you're going to be human. Well, you know, I'm looking at things from your eyes right now, and I'm thinking that, hey, you you digging all that stuff over there with the Jets because of them cornerbacks and the nah. DBs over <laughs> they there. They do resemble hey. the dog pound a little bit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> them boys are playing extremely well, and you got to acknowledge that. That is, a, that is an excellent job by Coach Ryan and and uh, Coach Dennis Thurman and them boys out there. And, and Marty's and, son, and, you know, yeah. called a good game on the offensive yes, side. He, did. he got a little conservative in spots, but he did stick with the run. Uh, they did uh, run the ball, which was uh, New England's uh, defensive uh, shortcoming. And like Bart Scott said in the in the in the post game interview, they talk about the New England defense, but they were 25th in the league in defense, and they couldn't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I try to 
don't have to laugh that hard over on the air, but good Lord, <laughs> when you say you can't stop a nosebleed, good Lord. Okay, man, that's, uh, <laughs> man, you know, they really uh, talked to talk and walked to walk, and I, and I love the way they showed up and played, and Man, it is just a wonderful thing to see these Jets uh, upset New England. And, you know, with uh, watching the ball game with my wife in the, in the room, and she turned around, she t- looked at me and said, I'm so tired of looking at the, the old, stale New England Patriots with that old, stale coach and his uh, boring uh, uh, style. Let's let's see some new blood up in here. And I said, <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's, pretty, that's a pretty good insight, baby. But you yeah. know what? I'm liking this. I'm liking these Jets as myself, man. But you know, dude, are you giving them a chance? Oh yeah, they definitely have a fight at puncher's chance because of the style of football. But you know, we have a lot of those teams: the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the New York Jets. They all play similar styles of football. They play the three-four defense. They're going to come after you, and they play physical football where they want to really run the football and throw off the play action and you just said a key phrase run the football and that's going to take us right into the next segment and and while we're going to have to talk about that because that running game is the key component that took place with pittsburgh baby and it's going to be another one that (laughs) take place next week when we meet up again so going into uh to our next segment stay with us and come back and listen to this next segment baby oh yeah your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You 
are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and Coach Al Gross. And we have going into our second segment talking about the NFL playoffs. I'm not quite finished talking about them, Baltimore Ravens and, and, and Pittsburgh. And, you know, I, I'm looking at the rushing stats and uh, Rice didn't put up much numbers and, and neither uh, did McGahee uh, with uh, Baltimore and uh and looking over, looking over to the Pittsburgh side, we don't, they didn't do much either. So the running game is not holding true other than Mendenhall had his 46 yards for 20 with 20 carries. You know, that's, uh, that's about the best. That's the best we got out of that, man. So what's your, what's your thoughts about me and you drinking the Kool-Aid with the running game? Come on. Well, there was no running game. Uh, basically, they put it in the hands of the quarterbacks. They stopped the run. And that's what makes these two teams playoff teams is that they shut down the run on first down. And then second down, if you run it again, you're in long yardage situations. And that's the hallmark of a good defensive team. If you go back through history, the teams that are able to run the football, DK, as you know, with your Cowboy teams mm-hmm. and the teams that have always been effective, the Browns teams when we had Mack and Biner, is if you can run the ball and you can stop the run, you put the teams in third down and then you can get into all your nickel packages. The coordinators can look like geniuses and you can put, uh, as far as Pittsburgh goes, they can put Palomalo in position to make interceptions. And then as far as the Ravens go, they can put uh, Ed Reed in that situation. So that's a hallmark of a good football team. Well, I think you're going to get yourself uh, a little running game this week with Pittsburgh against the, uh, the the Jets. What do you think? Oh, it's going to be another knockdown, slug out football game, and it's going to come down to the quarterbacks. Ben, I'm going to go with Ben Roethlisberger, somebody who already has two Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl rings under his belt, whether you like him or not. The trouble he's been in the offseason, he sat out his four games. He's back. He's back. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's the type of guy we've seen him make plays over and over right there against the Cardinals at the end of the game. Uh, in the Super Bowl, he made the throw. Santonio Holmes made the catch, and they rode off into the sunset. And I don't think that uh, – that stage is, is going to be – I don't think that Sanchez can handle that that uh, Heinz Field crowd, the cold, for another week. I don't think he's going to hold up. Well, you know what? I, I, my, my logical thoughts tell me to go with Pittsburgh. But my you better heart, go with them. My heart, my heart. Then that's t- something a Browns guy saying go with Pittsburgh, huh? <laughs> You are Browns. How but dare got, you? We don't go with our heart. You you bet with your head. I'm not you betting well, any money on uh, that. See, that's the thing. I don't bet. I got all that stuff out of my system down up in uh, Reno, <laughs> Nevada, big fella. I got that out of my system, big fella. But you know what happens is is my heart my heart want to go with them Jets, and, and my, my mind is telling me no, but my body. Okay, R. Kelly. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what, man? I really, I really, I'm, I gotta go with the Jets. I'm gonna go with the Jets, and we are gonna talk more about that later on at the, the last segment of my picks. But yes, sir. You gonna put ten push-ups on that? Oh man, we can do that. We can do that. We okay. can do, we can okay. do some push-ups on that, baby. We gonna yeah. have video and put mm-hmm. it on YouTube mm-hmm. and show you doing them push-ups. Yeah. Flat back, flat back, <laughs> flat back. Mm-hmm. I, I can do that. Well, uh, moving on, we want to talk about next week's matchups and uh, with Chicago. Uh, against Green Bay in Chicago. Now, that's going to be one snob knockoff. In the tundra of Chicago, Windy City. What you think, big fella? This, I'm this predicting is, a beatdown. I'm, predict- I'm predicting a Green Bay invasion. Aaron Rodgers with his group of receivers against a weak Bears secondary. That's what I'm, ba- I'm going to say. They're going to be able to block that front. The, of the Bears, and I don't see anybody else in the in the playoffs playing as good a football as Aaron Rodgers has played since he's come off an injury. It doesn't matter where they're playing; they got the matchups on on defense that they're going to give them trouble if they can stop Forte from running the football. And you put the ball in Jay Cutler's hands with pressure coming from Clay Matthews and that group of linebackers. And I'm looking at the defensive coordinator for them, uh, and he's he's seasoned and knows what he's doing. And that's why they're in position that they're in. And I predict that it won't even be a close. I give it a. I say I'm going to take the Packers by nine points plus in that game. I'm thinking you lost your entire mind because you, if you've seen Chicago block lately, they figured it out. Hey, yeah. True enough, they have been the that offensive line been notorious from allowing a ton of sacks through the course of the season. They have led the NFL in sacks. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get this green. But lately, but lately, okay. they have been blocking their tails off, and they figured it out. They got this thing turned around. What you know? What I'm thinking. Chicago was finna give them a snob knocker. Okay, snob knocker. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to see when they get behind. And that's another thing. When the Bears get behind, I don't think that they're a team that can play from behind. So they're going to need a big game out of Erlacher. They're going to need a real big game out of Julius Peppers. They're going to need a good game out of Lance Briggs because I don't see anybody else on that defense that – you know, and they and let's let's look at who they had to play. They had to play. They got the buy. They earned the buy, and they ended up playing a a Seattle team to get to this point. I don't think they've been they've proven themselves. Okay, well, you you argue a good point, but uh, you know Chicago is here for a reason. And if now, we they, got some Chicago fans that differ, call in. What's the number? DK eight eight eight. What is it? Just call in. Call in. It'll come in on the next commercial break. We'll grab that on the next commercial break, our call-in number. But you know what happens is uh, Chicago Chicago is what we thought they were. They are contenders, big fella. And you need to recognize that Chicago is here for real, big fella. You need to, you need oh, to yeah, understand. They'll be, they they'll, got, be there next, they'll be there next Sunday. They, you know, it's, it's played at Soldier Field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got and the home field. They got the home field advantage. Northern and, Division and, rival. They know each other really well. Oh, they do. They do. And I um, love Lovey Smith. <laughs> it's going to be an awesome game. I'm going to enjoy this one as well. And uh, going going past that, man, uh, uh, you know, what 
what is it about possible matchups going in to this uh into that final uh, final week of of the Super Bowl? What matchups do I see? Well, you know, like like we've said, it's going to be if you know when I look at a football game, I say who who can run and who can stop the run. You know, the Bears are pretty good at stopping the run, but the Packers they run enough just to throw. And that running back that they've gotten, that new guy, he's been effective, uh, and uh, you know they they're able to stop the run. Don, okay. K, I'm I'm putting my money on Dick LeBeau and Dom Capers to know how to call that 3-4 defense. They're masters of operating the 3-4 defense and that personnel, putting pressure on the quarterback and making some turnovers. Don Capers is a, a, a former uh, defensive coordinator of mine back in New Orleans uh, when we had those boys out there in the New Orleans. Ricky Jackson and, and, and all Oh, my goodness. He put together some masterpieces out there. And I uh, tell you what, he is not a bad coordinator he is one of the best in the business and uh i believe you are correct on him he's going to throw a, a ton of, of various fronts at at chicago and then going he's going to scramble scramble the eggs of, of cutler and and uh, he's going to have to be on the top of his game because it's going to be it's going to be a chess match uh both psychologically and uh physically out there uh it, not only the elements out there big fella because that windy city you know you leave it in the hands of a kicker you you know, you you in trouble, big fella, because that wind in the windy city will take you downtown. Yeah, but you know, <clears throat> coming from Wisconsin, they're going on vacation. Coming from Green Bay, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. all up there in the same part of the country, and they're they're both uh, outdoor teams, and and um, they're both used to playing in the cold. Yeah, you look across Navy Pier, you look across that uh, that lake, you see Wisconsin, it's right across the lake. They're not, they're probably taking a bus ride, man. It's not going to be far. But this is going to be one hell of a game, and I really am looking forward to it, Coach. And, uh, you know, as the playoffs coming to an end, what do you what do you see uh, 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 the changes uh, the, uh, that's going to happen in Atlanta? What's the changes going to happen in New Orleans? What's the changes going to happen in Seattle? All the teams that just lost uh, this past weekend. What what are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, we still have some more uh, coaching. You know, some more coaching things that need to, to take place. There's a couple of coaching positions that haven't been settled. Oh, but yes, it is. As far yeah, all as of them settled. But all of them are settled except uh, the Raiders. The Raiders just the Ra- they yeah, don't, that they is don't right. have no the, takers. The Raiders, the Raiders, Al's got to find somebody to do what he tells them They got no do. takers, big fella. Well, it's going to be Hugh Jackson, so well, he's got to he, He's the only taker. Poor, poor guy. <laughs> he, gets, he gets it by default. <laughs> but but I think the changes are going to come primarily, uh, you know, who drafts, uh, who's, who's going into the draft, when are we going to have a draft and are we going to get this collective bargaining agreement done in time for things to happen normally are we going to see this drag out that's something i like to talk about in this next segment what's going to happen as we draw near the end of this season and big fellow this is the first monday in a long time we haven't had some type of college or pro football game on a monday night and that's the signal that football is winding down and man, boy! Good I tell thing you. we got NFL Network to keep up with each team and the combines and all that kind of stuff because we all, all of us who love football, man, we need we need to keep it in the forefront. 
Yes, we do. And you know what? Uh, uh, it, it, it appears that we're going to have a lockout at the end of February or the 1st of March. And uh, neither side is budging. We need to get this thing resolved. We, we're having some major issues here. And, uh, and it looks like we may not have football coming in the fall if we don't get this thing rectified. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the 18-game series, 18-game uh, season the owners are proposing. Let's talk about the, the increase in concussions that we saw this year. These are three topics that we're going to be talking about when we come back from Under the Helmet. Call us at 888-346-9144 if you can give us your thoughts from Under the Helmet with DK and Al. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. And we want to talk about, uh, as the season winds down, we got to look forward to next year. And there's a collective bargaining agreement that's out there that the uh, league has to come to grips with. Uh, the players and the, and the ownership have to decide how they're going to hash out these problems before the season starts. Because we do have the best sport in the world in NFL football and the fans play a, uh, a premium price to come see these games, 
and there's so much money out there. It's a billion-dollar industry. We got uh, retired players that need to be taken care of. There's a myriad of issues out there, but primarily the issues that seem to be the sticking point, DK, right at this point are the 18-game schedule and how are they going to do that and the rookie pay scale. Now, you yourself know as a veteran football player that a guy coming out of college should not be the highest played player in the game coming out of college without any NFL experience. What's your take on that? Well, you know, with concerns of the CBA uh, even getting started, we need to get the owner and uh, Demarcus Smith. Over, they need to get to the negotiating tables and uh, and agree to not agree and, and, and start from there and say, you know what, if you want an 18-game schedule, which is the owners want this, such as the fans, and the players want a 62-65-man to 65 man roster, you're going to have to increase the roster if you're going to ha- add these additional games. Why? You have injuries that occur, and it, it, it affects a ball club, and you got to put those players out on the field. you gotta, you got to put a product out on the field. Not to mention, too, DK, uh, you have to prorate the games to reflect the extra two regular season games, so the salaries have to go up because you're adding those two games. You can't keep the same pay and then add two more games. The players want also want those, those two more games of pay. Yes, and and there's and that's a yeah they do, they want that as well as far as the players are concerned, and then the owners they want to rectify uh, the the way the players are getting the fifty one forty nine uh, players fifty one the, the owners forty nine percent of uh, revenue sharing, and that that is a problem right now with the owners. What the owners want to change that thing uh, to a uh, possible sixty forty, and uh, the Players are not standing for that. That's a that's a major major issue. We're talking about a whole lot of money, ladies and gentlemen, and ten uh, percent of a billion dollars. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a big problem, and they're 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 really far apart on their numbers. Uh, and this is why we can't even get them in the, in, the, in the same room together. And uh, it's it's going to be a tough tough issue. And uh, with the owners forty percent, and, and uh, the owners, uh, you know. Uh, the, yeah, it's just too much. The, 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 yeah, they want to get the players 40% and the owners want 60 and that's where the problem is. Now, okay, the pay scale, the rookie pay scale concern, concerning that, uh, Coach Owl, is, uh, that's, a, that's an issue that we need to rectify because we got some guys coming in the league that are bust and, and can't, bust, can't block the, the sun out their eyes and, 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 and making all this money. And then you got a veteran out there that he's out there busting his hide for, for 12 to 15 years and you got him taking a pay cut. It's it's all turned around, misconstrued, run amok. <laughs> Let astray. <laughs> Let astray. It's all messed up. That's upside down. They need to turn that around, man, and reward some of these players that's hanging around beyond their years and putting their, putting their livelihood on the line. And and, and, and it's, just, uh, it's just amazing that they bring these kids. You know, some, some great college kids just don't make pro athletes. They, 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 they were great back in college. But, uh, you know, and then like, like they say about the most old uh, uh, combines you guys run, the coaches run, out in, and, you know, everybody look good in a pair of shorts. Yeah. But, boy, let me put your shoulder pads and helmet on and let me bubble your snot one time please yeah. please give me the pleasure <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't like the way you're looking at me. You better fix your mouth over there. <laughs> Boy, I love but you know, snots. you know, we do, we 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 want our rookies, you know, to come in and make a fair wage. Uh, and uh, you know, I don't want to take anything from Demari Smith, but we, you know, the players are not happy. The veteran players are not happy with that, and we're going to fo- see probably see. Uh, it happened the same way it did in the NBA, go to a salary cap that's fair and pull the money back into the veteran players or move it into another area for pensions and something like that. That's been the, that's been the, 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 uh, the consensus uh, so far from the guys that I've talked to. Now, I want to move past that and go ahead to the, just one more one more little topic on this subject uh, with the CBA and the players and owners and rookie scale and all that stuff. Concussions. I've seen more helmets popped off heads this year. I've seen more concussions this year than I've seen my whole eleven year career in in the NFL. And what is the problem with the manufacturing of the helmets? What is the problem with the chin straps? Why can't we keep a helmet on these guys? Why we have all these guys? with these dreadlocks with these supersized helmets and they can't seem to keep them on their heads. What is the major <laughs> malfunction with these helmets, man? Talk, talk to me about this, Coach. It's, it's been bothering me all season long. You know, I've, I've, I've seen that there's about three or, different, four, three or four different manufacturers of helmets now. Rydell and don't make helmets no more? Rydell still is a helmet maker and they still have the original design, but you have all these other helmet designs which they're trying to make the helmet lighter. Okay. Now, lighter is, is, they say it takes pressure off the neck for, for guys, uh, from the guy getting paralyzed, but it seems like to me, and I haven't done any scientific studies on it, it seems like they're lighter, but they're not absorbing the blow as much. So we see, uh, we used to just see quarterbacks going out from the, mm-hmm. from the concussions, but now we see, Every other week, somebody's laying out. Somebody's going out on a stretcher. And I understand the players are getting bigger. The game is faster. By, and, and I agree with that. But it seems like technology would be able to keep up with this so that we don't have so many players, uh, you know, careers being threatened. Because let's face it, after you get two or three concussions, a light needs to go on somewhere, either through the medical community or with the player. It's time to hang it up because you're talking about major, major damage. And we have studies right now that show that a lot of the mental illness that we've seen some players have is a direct result of, of blow to the head. I agree with that. I, I suffer from some some uh, post-concussion syndrome issues, but i tell you one thing about this. I've never seen so many concussions in my entire life of playing football since I was nine years old, a waterhead little boy out of Stockton, California. <laughs> I've never seen no so much, but you know what? All, everybody was wearing right L's back then, and we maybe even need to go back to that because some of these helmets I picked up in, the, in, in these pro locker rooms, man, it's like some replicas I picked up back up in this uh, Las Vegas when I was just out out uh, getting some souvenir stuff for folks to sign. And it, it's, it's souvenir type stuff. It's not made to play football in. Man, this is stuff I got in my trophy case. It, it, it's replicas. It's not no the real deal. Like your head was smashing that little hutch helmet when you was a little boy. <laughs> we got those forty nine Me and my little brother had those little uniforms, man. And, and, and you're right, you know. 
uh, you know, we need to take a good look at that. And I'm sure that there's some studies I would look. I was looking online, and there are some studies going on. And the NFL has spent uh, millions of dollars on research on concussions and that. And that's one thing I want to give that commissioner uh, credit for is he has he got rid of all the old doctors. They used to say. Uh, we the players were fine. It used to be how many fingers and some and some ammonia caps. And if you could tell them how many fingers on you, go back out. Now they're taking the proper precaution, and guys are missing games, multiple games for their benefit. And that's something that I I, I have to applaud. Well, uh, I don't. Roger I disagree. I, well, I I disagree with you and Roger Good, uh, Goodell about some of those issues because I like to see a DB go knock the snot out of somebody. The one of them quarterbacks where that's just think they pretty. Well, you I, know, I, I like that too. Yeah, but, but, but when, you, it, when that concussion is when that quarterback gets a concussion, he shouldn't be coming back out on the football field. Well, that, I agree with that, but man, let let people let them play football, man. Don't make it where now. Oh, I'd you rather, mean the new rules with the strike the, zone? Yeah, you yeah, got to hit him the in the strike zone. zone I mean, what's the strike zone, man? Come on, man. Just you got to hit him below the neck and oh, below, above the knees, above the knee, below the neck, all that stuff. Come fines. on. In the heck, man! If you know you, you airborne. You can't make a you can't make a call when you airborne. You don't launch your body into this man at no at boy. a four at a four point two uh, uh, rate of speed, and you you just launched your body into that man. It's a it's a it's a lights out, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you making the hair on my neck stand up. It looks like that back that got stood up that we used to take shots on. But well, you know, you know it is going to be a physical game. It's always going to be a physical game. We're going to have injuries, but we don't like to see people get the those concussions and, and, and getting really seriously hurt. Well, with our three minutes left in this segment, I wanted to talk a little bit about the collegiates because we, we, we failed to do that this this week on the, on the show. And uh, collegially, who is your number one pick very quickly? Who is your number one pick that come out in the draft? Is it that young Fairley dude or is it uh, Cam Newton? Well, if I'm in uh, Carolina, I'm going to take Cam Newton because he's from uh, Alabama. You know, they played for Alabama. And that's a natural draw. And I think that he, you know, you can say the scientific pocket passer, if he gets the right quarterback coach, that's the key. If you look at the how when you bring new quarterbacks in from outside, from college into the pros, who's the quarterback coach and who's the head coach? Are they going to let him play football? Or are they going to baby him and they're going to call <laughs> baby plays? They're going to run Pop Warner offense and not let him throw past 15 let him yards? Go. Let him go. That. Okay, who will the Cardinals draft by need, or will they get just get the best player on the board? What you what are your thoughts on that, Coach? Because you know sometimes the, the the Cardinals will trade down and get something of need instead of just getting the best guy, the best athlete on the board, and then they run they run around for the next three to five years saying, "Dang, they had an opportunity, they had an opportunity to get the best guy on the board, and they they squander it away." You tell me, what are your thoughts well, on they, what they, they should the, do? The two things the Cardinals need to do. One, they did. They made the first step in correcting that. They fired a defensive coordinator who, who had that defense of all, full of all pros underachieving, and they need to do anything and everything to get a veteran quarterback in here uh, in the, in the, to fit that Phoenix offense because if you don't, you're going to end up losing Larry Fitzgerald and, those, and, your, and your offense is going to be uh, very poor. So take the best guy on the, on the board, answer the I question. Say, I'd say take those draft picks and look at your best option. If there's a quarterback you feel that can take this team to the next level, take that quarterback. If he's not available – 
take all those draft picks okay. and get you a okay. veteran quarterback. Last question, Coach. Will the USC sanctions be reversed on Saturday on the 22nd? They they are considering, the, the NCAA officials are considering reversing this uh, the, the sanctions on them. Do you think uh, USC stand a chance to get this thing reversed on Saturday they real should, briefly? They should, but I don't think that they will because I'm telling you, it's going to send the bad presidents for later on down the line and they're going to really look bad. Well, Auburn already uh, set the stage for USC to get this thing reversed because they allowed this man to go in and do the things he's done. So it's a uh, it's we may have we might have a chance, big fella. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we gonna see this week. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this segment up and go on into our fourth segment, and, and we're gonna talk about our our matchups for uh, for next week as well as the Super Bowl predictions and uh, the week off on the Pro Bowls. We're gonna discuss that, and we'll be right back, big. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you ready for an old-school-in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to the From Under the Helmet show with Coach Al Gross and Derek Kennard. And we want to talk a little bit about DK. We want to reconfirm these picks because when it was time to do these push-ups, <laughs> I want to see you do. I want to see you call them out loud. Yeah, so as far as who you're taking, 
in the Green Bay-Chicago matchup. I'm going with, with Green Bay. Who are you picking? I'm picking Chi-Town on this one, big fella. I'm going down with the Chi-Town. Okay, and the Jets and in the Jets in Pittsburgh, I played the Steelers at home under Bill Roethlisberger, and you're going with who? Uh, J-E-T-S. Jets, 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 baby! <laughs> we're going with the Jets. Okay, okay. We're gonna, let's, put five, let's put five more push-ups on that one. Well, you know what? We're going to have to put some food on that. You're going to be sweating. You're going to no. be sweating after this no, over we're next to, week. No, we're going to have to put some food on that, big fella. We're going to take it to the food. Okay, then if the winner buys dinner. Yeah, and I ain't talking the about... The loser buys dinner. I ain't talking about no Mickey D's either. I ain't no cheap date. We're going to take you over to... You're going to take me over to that seafood place you like over there. On, uh, over there. And moving right along, we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, there's, there's some things going on that trouble me with the NCAA. The fact that TV and the big money has started to influence an institution that's overseeing all of college sports. And instead of doing the right thing, they have bowed to the pressures of TV and the money that goes with it. Now, every other, let's talk about the first part, is every other sport has a playoff. They don't have a playoff for Division One football because there's an opportunity to have 35 bowl games. We had 35. Five bowl games going all the way to the 10th of January. It used to end on the 1st of January. Now it's all the way to the 10th. Now we have what used to be concrete cut and stone rules Mm -hmm. being compromised with these guys from Arkansas uh, at Auburn. Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 He's getting off the hook because he didn't know about what his dad did. Now from what I was understood, what your parent does has an effect on the player. Yes, it does. Okay, now, and then we have the guys from Ohio State get found guilty by the NCAA of doing some illegal things with their rings and jerseys or whatever the case may be, yes. which it happened a year ago. Yes. And the decision comes down, and they're allowed to play in the bowl game, but they are get suspended for the first few games. It didn't used to be like that. What has happened to the NCAA, in your opinion? Well, you know, they they bend the rules on this ca- on this occasion with the Auburn. This happened a couple of years ago with uh, uh with the uh, Auburn uh, Ohio State players, I'm sorry. The Ohio State players, they uh, they were allowed to play this bowl game because if they took those key players out of that game, it was going to it was going to hurt the TV ratings because one of them, uh, one of the uh, students, athletes that was involved was the primary subject Terrell Pryor. That Terrell is correct. Pryor. And so that was going to be a major is- issue with the networks, and the networks flexed on the NCAA and said, don't allow this to happen. So look at that situation, how the NCAA handled that, the Cam Newton situation, and then you tell me that they're not going to bend the rules to, cut the, to, to alter the sanctions. I know in the history of the NCAA, they have not never reversed a Sanctions put, imposed on a on a school or institution in the United States. So, with that said, <clears throat> is there a chance they reverse this decision for a two year ban from bowl games 
for USC and take back some of those, give back some of those scholarships that USC uh, is, uh, you know, they they got to they gotta have some of those players. And for you guys that don't know, Derek Kennard's son plays for SC. <laughs> so that's why this is, this is a, this is a major concern, and it's a major concern down the line. It's 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 a landmark decision. What yes, they it do. is. And uh, I, their their biggest chance, they're going to have a chance if they go to CBS or ABC, or better yet, they need to find out who is the lawyer for ESPN and hire ESPN's lawyer because it seems like those big money TV. Uh, TV people have the lawyers that can make them do what they want to do. And and then I don't buy the excuse. Ignorance of the law has never been a reason to to to, to give anybody a, a free ride to do something. Yeah. And they've started that trend and it's it's going to be it's going to be something that's going to be interesting to see. Well, the NCAA is not stupid. They they they, they uh, impose all these things against uh, these sanctions against USC, but they won't take them off television because the TV ratings is way too high to take them off ESPN, that's the right. Fox networks. The, the 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 followers of the USC Pac-10 is just way too heavy for them to take them off the networks. And they used <clears> to do that. You used to get no TV games, no nothing, nothing. on TV, and no bowl games. They used to be the penalties so there you know there there's some discrepancy there with the ncaa they're fudging on a, on a lot of their concrete rules that used to be imposed and they they're gonna have to make a move to allow this this institution to go back and have those bowl games and i sure i'm sure hoping for that and i i really really uh am, am pushing for that rightfully so though if right is right and wrong is wrong and disregard my son is at usc uh, you know it's, it's just a matter of right and right that's right is, that's right right and wrong big guy. and there's some other parents out there you know that that watch that are watching this too big fella yeah i appreciate that big guy hey now we have um, Al Gross has Hitman Sports, and he's got a lot of stuff going on with Hitman Sports, with his with his athletic training program, and and he's got these combines coming up for these young kids, and I'm I'm looking forward to co- coaching the big boys. And uh, tell me what we got on the plate, big fella. Well, on February 12th, we'll be out. At Glendale High School, we'll have a statewide combine. It's for all the kids in the state. We're primarily trying to, to get more scholarships and more players involved at at the smaller schools, the D2, D, D3, NAIA level, that want to continue their career. And we're going to try to make that possible by sending their stuff out. The people that are involved in this camp, over 360 schools that offer some type of financial assistance or football. While while doing these cam- uh, these combines and camps, are you going to have some classroom work for these guys? No, we won't have too much classroom work because it's a one day thing. But uh, if you stay tuned later on in the year, uh, the NFL uh, p- retired players here are putting something together where they can get that big fella. Wonderful man! Uh, now we do have uh, myself as a promoting the the uh, pro ed performance out in Chandler, Arizona. Yes, for, sir. For, uh, for my sons, he does his football training for the Southeast Valley, and I also am uh, uh, promoting uh, Blueprint Education at uh, Kids at Hope uh, Alternative School and, and Charter School out in uh, in Central Arizona, uh, Central Phoenix, Arizona, as well as as uh, Chandler, Arizona, and in the Southwest Valley. All right. 
you know, we're winding this thing down and uh, the, the playoffs is taking shape and the Super Bowl in Dallas is going to be great. Now tell me what's on your plate. Well, you know, first of all, as we close this out, I want to say happy Martin Luther King holiday to everybody out there yes, listening sir. to us. A great man. And a lot of what we see uh, going on in society is attributed to Dr. King. Why, right on, man. That's a uh, happy MLK Day. And, uh, uh, man, I, I sh- truly enjoyed this day, spending it with my grandchildren at the park and uh, seeing all kids and of creed and color come together and play together. And uh, it was really a wonderful thing to see uh, myself and a, and a Japanese man sat and, sat and talk. And uh, <laughs> we, you know what, man? It's, uh, and, man, it, you can disagree on these games and not have no violence going on absolutely, either. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I'll be out the door, man, because you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, on, man, you just get ready for them push-ups for next week, man. And uh, y'all, y'all tune in for next week's show. We're gonna, it's gonna be greater later. And please come back to From Under the Helmet with Coach Al Gross and Derek Kennard. Bam. <laughs>